a timeout. Decide not to use a time. Wait a minute. Put your cup down. Hold up. Wait for but no breaks what up dub nation to another episode of the catch and dubs podcast we're your host i'm ethan and i am joined by my duo my splash bro and my co-host zach thanksgiving is you know a week behind us you know the the detroit lions uh we're not talking about them okay (laughs) okay we're not baby (laughs) that organization has brought me way too much pain don't need to talk about them again Oh, yeah, no need to bring pain. <laughs> number one pick yeah. coming in. Number one pick coming in hot, though. Number one pick. Yeah, um, no, no Detroit Lions slander from my end, but we'll just get straight into the Warriors action. Uh, they just played uh, earlier as a recording against the Suns, but we'll get into that. But first, let's move back towards the 76ers game. Uh, let's just say third quarter Warriors. I mean, it's all about third quarter Warriors defense. Obviously, Joel Embiid wasn't playing, but you still got to hand it to the Warriors for just taking care of business and making sure they come out with a W, especially on home court. So they haven't lost a game on home court yet, and I feel like they should continue to keep doing that, especially with fans back and all that. So great comeback win. Um, Any thoughts on that game, Zach? Uh, I know it's kind of like a week behind us, but if you remember anything, like one part of that game, what would you say? Uh, slow start to the first half, obviously. Um, they did not play well at all in the first half. I really thought that would be how they played in the first half of the game they lost. Um, but bring up the box score real quick. Um, but I still think I think Philly is a playoff team even without Ben Simmons as he's not playing currently. Um, but the Warriors to beat him by 20. Steph obviously 25 points. Um, something that stood out in the box score. I mean, the starting five was all in over was all in the plus category. Draymond plus 11, Wiggins plus 25, Steph plus 29, Jordan Poole plus 16. And I'd like to give a shout out to Andrew Wiggins because I said a couple episodes that all I need is just a solid 15 to 20 points every game. Man has been coming in. And putting up a solid 20, put up 19 against Philly. And then I will get into Otto Porter and against the Suns, but it's such a steal to get him on the veteran minimum contract. Yeah, we yeah, we talked about this during the Suns game. Like, dude, like getting Otto on that vet man is just amazing. Like he can hit threes, he knows like when to cut, he knows when to pass. Uh, for bro, Andrew Wiggins, is it time to start the the All Star uh, campaign season for him, or is it just uh, why not? Like why uh, not? No, why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? I mean, and and also Juan Descano Anderson who's plus twenty one, thirteen points, and he's been getting a lot of a lot of a lot more minutes recently, and he's taking advantage of that. Obviously, he's just such a uh, impactful player coming off the bench, no matter what defensively yeah, and offensively yeah. it was six for six from the field um six rebounds six assists 13 points and he's the guy who knows who to get the ball to and that's number 30 and he did it last year when warriors didn't have too many high ball iq players on their team huh. cough cough <laughs> brad <Wong. laughs> like, yeah we're uh 
we're just kind of like rolling our eyes. You can't see us, but we're, we're rolling our eyes based on last year. Uh, moving over to the Trailblazers game, I mean, Dame versus Steph. I mean, the whole comparisons between Dame and Steph. Obviously, I love Dame, but the comparisons between him and Steph are kind of ridiculous. So uh, the fact that the Warriors locked up Dame for like three quarters, I think they held him to like less like 15 points and also with CJ McCollum. It just attributes to how great their defense has been looking. I mean, you got Draymond with the anchor position on defense, but it all comes down to team coordination. I mean, Steph in the passing lanes, you got Gary Payne in the second. Everyone has to buy in on that defense and it's paying off. I mean, look at Jordan Poole. I mean, he's flourishing. Like Zach, I mean, his passing has gotten so much better. I don't know if it was this game, but it was in transition where JP was dribbling on the the left wing in transition, and he could have shot it, but he just passed it to the uh, to Steph, who was running in transition. It just shows growth and maturity. So, um, Steph, disciple. what do you think about Steph? Yeah, disciple. I mean Steph, disciple. But yeah, I mean, I love the defense in this game. But um, what do you think about this? I mean, if it's Friday, I know game was Friday and today's like Tuesday. So it's kind of hard to come up with something ever since it's like kind of past a couple of days back. Um, Dream, uh, Steph and Draymond still own the Trailblazers. That's still a proven fact. Um, Steph still owns Damian Lillard and that's a proven fact. Um, I think there's only one thing that Damian Lillard probably tops Steph in and that's probably the clutch gene. Um, but besides that, nothing Jordan much. Poole. I mean, it was kind of it was dominant. It was pretty dominant. It was the Warriors dominated the Blazers throughout most of the game. I think it, it, the lead was fifth. They only won by fifteen because there was points in the third and fourth quarter with the let it slip away a little bit. But I think that's another thing to notice how many. Uh, more minutes Chris Giosa is getting. I don't have a problem with Chris Giosa getting so much minutes because Damian I, Lee's out. Yeah, that and Andre Iguodala is not playing, and he is a. He's better than I, Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, let's, that, let's, I was. Yeah, that's. Let, what let's just keep say. it simple. I was gonna say that. Uh, <laughs> sorry to steal your thunder, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just a great game against Trailblazers. I mean, um, yeah, Steph dropped 62 against them last season, but it was kind of close, I think. I don't remember if it was. But overall, great game. And now we move on to the Clippers on the roads, on the road, quick roadie. I mean, the fact that you hear MVP chants in different arenas just speaks volume, Zach. Um, Do you remember, like, any other player getting MVP chants in, like, different arenas? I want to hear your opinion on that. No. Um, I think he's I think Steph Curry is probably one of the most likable superstars. I just don't understand how you don't like the guy. I unless you're a LeBron fan, probably. Exactly. Um he just <laughs> He's entertainment. He puts on a show wherever the wherever the hell he goes, pulls up from 30. And it's all about Steph in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, Poole had that kind of breakout third quarter. I mean, the technical foul on Steph and then the the Isaiah Harkinston guy, Stein guy. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. Um, that kind of led to the 
eruption of that third and fourth quarter. But most importantly, <laughs> that, was, that was the funny gesture thing that Steph had, the little T thing. That was hilarious. But this was all about defense. The fact that the Warriors forced 24 turnovers, Steph had six steals, and they shut down Reggie Jackson. I mean, this was a huge game, especially against it's against the Clippers, who are, I guess, are who are playoff contenders. Not, not I guess, but they are. I mean, it was impressive and was very needed to continue that momentum from that Trailblazers and the 76ers win. So, I mean, I love this. I love this game, especially with Steph popping off. But any moment or like any big takeaway that you had for this game? Um, that the third quarter Warriors are back. They're ridiculously insane in the third quarter. Excluding the out of this stretch, excluding the Suns game, the third quarter is just if the Warriors are down going into halftime, the third quarter, they at the end of the third quarter, they could be they could have a lead of 15 points. That's how wild this team is in the third quarter. Shit, that don't make noise. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> But 33 points from Steph and this game, he, I think that play where he was obviously fouled by the refs and given a technical foul for how pissed he got after a blatant, obvious foul call that wasn't called, just sparked nuclear Steph. And we've seen that multiple times this year where he just takes over the game. That Cavs game in Cleveland two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah I think it was two weeks, weeks ago, ago, but Steph went nuclear for 40. Yeah, and it's just the and it's another example with this game, just Juan Descano Anderson's minutes increasing. He went from 22. Um and he doesn't. It's he's sort of like Draymond, where he doesn't need to score to make an impact on the game. Only four points, plus fourteen. And I think I'm making such a uh, big remark on him because it is he's just so impactful on both ends of the floor. Um, and then Jordan Poole, man, is a Steph disciple. Especially in the Suns game. In the Suns game, when we'll get into that, he's was easily the best player on the floor, no doubt. Yeah, we we can talk about it. We can talk about the Suns game right now. I mean, talking about the Suns game, um, the reason why the Warriors were in it was because of Jordan Poole. I mean, that's at the end of the day. I mean, when you have Steph Curry shooting four for twenty-one, and credit to the Suns defense for making him take tough shots. I mean, Steph airballed it twice. I mean, Jordan Zach. Well, yeah, what was the last time we saw Steph uh, airball two threes in a game? Like, it's like... Not in my lifetime. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's rare. It's, li- it's like like lightning strike rare. Like, I've never seen that before. I mean, I mean, you can give props to Mikael Bridges, who was yeah, a great defender. But, I mean, when Steph airballs two threes, it's usually because Steph is having a bad night. It's not because... I think it was a bit of I think it was a bit of both. It was both, both. I think Pridges put the clamps on him and I think Steph just had a rough night. Because there, I think there was one play where JaVale McGee was guarding him and he completely airballed. So it's 
a rough it's night like, for him, but Otto Porter and Jordan Poole are probably the two guys in the first half who kept the Warriors in the game. And then it's once again, bring up the conversation that Otto Porter Jr. is a steal for a veteran minimum contract. Um, but Jordan Poole, how many points did he have? I think it's- he was like 26, but he like, he didn't even touch the ball in the fourth, which was the main problem. Like, JP True. was your hottest guy, and like he only got the ball once in the fourth quarter, and that was like when they were in desperation yeah. mode. 28 points, and obviously the moral of the story from this game is the turnovers, 23 of them. Um, and then just bad basketball from the Warriors' two best players in Draymond and Steph in the second half. How many turnovers? Yeah, five turnovers by Draymond two by Steph, but there was that instance in the fourth quarter where Draymond three straight times, first time causes or causes a turnover, second time smokes a layup, third time smokes a layup again. It's just that type of basketball is not going to win you basketball games. Um, I mean, JTA, I mean, I guess it wasn't his best game too. I mean, five turnovers. I think he had five turnovers in like 12 minutes. He had like four in yeah. four minutes. I mean, everyone, everyone had freaking turnovers besides Jonathan Kaminga, Jonathan Kaminga and Gary Payton. <laughs> and Gary Payton. So it was what an was, ugly, what ugly was game. surprising is GP2 was plus 17 for how bad the Warriors played in the second half. So I think Chris Josie got a little bit too, too many minutes. I think he shouldn't have gotten more minutes than GP2, but Steve wanted to roll with Chris Gioza. So, I mean, I, mean, I think it's like the Brad Watermaker all over again. How, uh, like, oh no, Nico Mannion actually. How Nico Mannion got more fourth quarter minutes than like someone I don't know. Uh, I mean it's hard to compare. JT, he got more minutes than JTA though down the stretch last year. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it was an ugly loss. But I mean, it's one game out of eighty-two. I mean, best you could do is just move forward, rebound. They got exactly. two days. I mean, especially and you two play. Wiggins. Yeah, you play the same. You play the same team on Friday, so usually in the back-to-back, the second game is the losing team has the advantage. But I seriously think that this, is, this could be a possible Western Conference final ma- finals matchup with how the West is shaping out, with the Warriors and Suns just completely separating themselves from the field. Uh, where you have the Suns and the Warriors both at 18 and three, and they're a full, a full four games up on the Jazz, who are in third, and a full seven games up from the fifth place team, which are the Grizzlies and the Clippers, who have 10 losses, the Timberwolves, who have 10 losses, and then the Lakers, who are a shit show and are 12 and 11. And last, I don't know if they lost tonight, but last time I checked, they, they, they beat the Kings. They beat the Kings. Surprising because they couldn't beat the teams with healthy so props to Alvin Gentry um but I think I think I can see a Steph masterclass performance on Friday coming after a bad game against the has Suns. he ever had back-to-back bad games I don't want to jinx anything but like not that I remember but I hope not I know. I hope too. Also, um, big note on that Suns game. I mean, Andrew Wiggins wasn't himself. I mean, I think he was just gutting it out because he had back spasms. I mean, True. he wasn't. He wasn't himself. I mean, you can tell. 
Um, it wasn't like the fluidity, what we saw in like the Tim Timberwolves game, Pistons game. Uh, the games were after the Timberwolves game, besides this game. I mean, he just wasn't himself. I mean, you, you like, I, like I said, you can tell. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was bad on both ends, but like, like I said, just got a rebound. Um, just go on Friday, go at it again. Yeah. Warriors got nothing to worry about. That's only their third yeah, loss. Third loss. Year. I mean, they all, and all those three losses, I mean, they kind of beat themselves up. Not going to lie. I mean, yeah, I think down the stretch, it had a little bit of a Memphis and Charlotte game feeling to it where Warriors were in control in that Memphis game. And then Memphis came back turnovers and that Memphis game is what lost them the game. That's what lost them the game tonight. And I serious. And I think there's going to be games like this, this year. The Warriors have proved with how they've started that they can beat good teams like the Hawks, the Sixers, the Clippers, the Blazers, et cetera. I don't know if I want to include the Blazers in that category, but I think the Suns are for real. And I think they're the best team in the NBA currently, obviously by winning 17 straight games. Um, But I think this is a little bit of a wake up call for the Warriors, obviously. Um, And I think they'll be fine the rest of the way through. Um, And I think looking at their schedule, I think it's a little bit. They I guess will, it's a test. It's a test. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a couple favorable games coming up after the Suns game at home against the Spurs, the Magic, the Blazers. So that three wins, and you go go on an East Coast road trip, which should be a little bit of a test. So, and then you possibly get Clay back against that when you come back from that road trip. Um, against the Kings, and obviously he won't he won't make a tremendous impact right away, but I think it'll be a good morale boost for the team. Obviously, so yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to take anything away from this game, for me, I would say like the fact that Steph shot four twenty one, and the fact that they were mostly in it the entire game. I mean, that just shows JP's growth and all that. So that's I guess the only bright spot in that malice, I guess. So take that as you will. I do want to ask you, Zach, like um, the way the Warriors have been playing around with Steph's minutes, how they play him for like seven minutes and they take him out for three. They bring him back in for like the two minute mark and they play him at the start of every single quarter. Back in last year, what they would do is play Steph for the whole quarter, let him rest for six minutes at the start of the second and the fourth and play him like that. So do you like this new rotation minute or do you like last year's rotation minutes with Steph? I don't mind it because they're winning basketball games. So I haven't really been paying so much close attention to it. I think taking him out with six minutes left tonight was a little bit of a head scratcher. I think I, I, I get why Steve did that with how he was struggling, but I mean, taking your best player out of the game with six minutes left to go is just, uh, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, I don't I mean, it's mind. also game flow, game flow, all that. I don't, I don't, I don't mind the rotations at all because the Warriors are eighteen and three, and it's they're still winning with these rotations. Um, and I think, he, I think he's had he played a lot of minutes last year because the reason why the Warriors won a lot of games is because of him. 
Um, and obviously it's a different story this year where even if he performs terribly, sometimes most of the time the Warriors can pull it out. Obviously, obviously they didn't do that tonight, but they have done it in the past before during this year. So I don't mind the new rotation. Yeah, I think Steph may dislike it because it just kind of bothers the rhythm a little bit. Like if he's hot, like and you take him out, I guess that could be like one argument. But I think Steve Kerr just kind of has to play it by the ear and just kind of like pick pick and choose when you can play Steph for the whole 12 and all that. So it's just gay. It's like that. What is it? Trial and error. So before we end it on like and before we end, we got to end on a high note. I mean, Clay Thompson is he looks great. Zach, I mean, he had a G League scrimmage. I mean, he hit, he hit that game winner to end practice. I mean, he looks wonderful. I mean, I mean, I I think everyone has their hopes up, like um, with Clay coming back, and you just can't wait for the guy to come back. I mean, it's been two and a half years of of the NBA without Clay, so it's going to be a lot of watery eyes when he comes back. So, can't wait. It's going to be good for the league. Yes, indeed. Like the good game the plus Mrs. Clay. I love yeah. that man. Yeah. It's going to be good for the league. Yeah. But that'll do it for episode 59. Maybe some technical. Di- there were maybe. Yeah, maybe a lot some, of technical difficulties. There may have been some technical difficulties during this recording, but battled through it, got it out for all of you. Appreciate the support. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Catching Dubs Pod and on Twitter at Dubs Pod, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later.